Welcome back to The Look and Sound of Leadership, an ongoing series of executive coaching tips designed to help you be perceived in the workplace the way you want to be perceived. I'm Tom Henschel, your executive coach, and today we're talking about under-executive questioning. Carla, Nathan, and Lester were part of a leadership development cohort. These three high-potential employees who had never worked together before had to co-manage a joint project over the course of a year. The conclusion of the project needed to be a business recommendation presented to the CEO and the entire staff. Now, with the deadline peaking over the horizon, they were preparing their presentation. I was helping them put their story together. But they were so anxious. At every turn in the discussion, one or the other of them would worry, but what if they ask us this, or what if they ask us that? I didn't know their senior team, and I asked why they were concerned about getting questions from the executives. Carla said, It's not like they're aggressive or anything, but they have high expectations of us, and we don't want to let them down. I looked at Nathan and Lester. Lester spoke first. It's different for me. For me, it's all about my boss, Bill. I know the type of questions he's going to ask me, but there's just never enough time in this program to find all the answers. We still have our real jobs to do, so I'm going to have to say I don't know a lot, and I hate that. Nathan began, It's about my boss, too, but... He stopped, and he smiled at the others. There was obviously some shared joke among them. He went on, My boss doesn't care what I say. He just wants me up there talking and not standing back. Carla pointed her thumb at Nathan and deadpanned, He stands back a lot. I do, agreed Nathan. I stand back a lot, but not this time. The others gave him a little hurrah. I pointed to each one. So, Carla, you don't want to let him down. Lester, you don't want to say, I don't know. And Nathan, you need to stand tall. Okay. I'm still wondering why the idea of getting questions from the executives concerns you. Carla said, when I'm presenting my stuff, I kick ass. That she does, Nathan agreed, thumbing back at her. Carla went on, but I can't guarantee their questions are going to be about something I know. Uh, Let's face it. They could ask me a question from 50,000 feet when I'm only at like 18,000 feet. And 18,000 feet is good, but there's no way I'm going to be able to answer their high-level question, not in a meaningful way. I nodded somberly, saying, Yeah, if the only good answer comes from their level, then you're right, you're screwed. She laughed, Oh, thanks a lot. No, but it's true. (laughs) Think about it. There's no way you can talk from 50,000 feet. That's not a reasonable expectation. If you were at 50,000 feet, you would have a seat at the table, which you don't. What you do have is you have your view from 18,000 feet because it is your view. No matter how many people have flown through 18,000 feet before you, what you see is what you see. And Carla, you do see things differently, said Lester. Thanks, Lester, she said. She looked away, clearly thinking about what I had said. She came back to us saying, Okay, I get it. Wherever I'm at, that's what I talk about. This is what I know. This is what I think about what I know. I said, Boom. And she dropped an imaginary mic. Lester said, That idea, talk about what I know, don't worry too much about the rest, show them, Hey, I'm not worried. That would really help me. 
Nathan thumbed at him now. A lot of eyes are on him at the moment. Go, Lester, go, Carla whispered, cheered. He laughed. It's true, my son is on the rise, or whatever it is they say. How is that for you, I asked. He said, it's good. It's a lot of pressure, but it's good. I smiled. So, you like it in the big leagues? His smile got warmer. I think I do, yeah. I ventured, and it's hard sometimes to have to say, I don't know. He nodded, yeah. Yeah, sometimes I worry that other people in the big leagues would know the answer, and for that moment I just don't feel very smart. I asked, you don't feel smart, or you don't like not knowing something? Lester thought about that, and then said, hmm, I don't like not knowing something. Carla asked him, when I have to say I don't know, do you give a commitment? Nathan jumped in, asking, you mean like, I'll get back to you on that? Yeah, exactly, said Carla. When I have to say I don't know, I add, I'll follow up with you on that. And when I offer to follow up, usually one of two things happen. Either they say, no, that's okay, don't worry about it, and that's the end of it. Or, if not, I make a note of it, and I put a little time into it, and then I really do follow up. You do? asked Nathan. Oh, you bet I do, she said. Even if it's only to say I couldn't find the answer, or I'm not going to go any further, or whatever, I follow up. Lester laughed. I'm completely stealing that. I'll follow up with you on that. That's good. Nathan observed, I bet it stops you from going down a rat hole. If you say you'll follow up, it could stop everyone from getting stuck on one bullet point. There's another technique, I offered. Maybe you're using it already. Do any of you ask back? Nathan raised his eyebrows like his pants were on fire. Like, are you crazy? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> We all laughed. Carla said, like asking, is this what you mean? Lester said, or what part of that interests you? I've seen my boss use that. That works. I nodded. Right, all that. Asking back begins a little conversation. Hey, I don't want to assume I understand your question. What did you mean? Lester nodded towards those exalted ones on high. Because you, after all, are at 50,000 feet, and I am way down here. Carla and Nathan both mock-bowed. I answered earnestly, but no, I seriously do think it's exactly that. I do not fly where you fly, so let me be sure I'm reading you loud and clear. Please expand. But if I ask back, said Lester, don't I slow down the proceedings like I'm suddenly facilitating the meeting, and it's not really my meeting to facilitate? When I didn't answer right away, Carla said, but we do want to show that we have opinions and, and, and that we know how to listen critically. We're not just there to say yes. Lester looked at me and I nodded. And then I said, I think you ask back because you want to do your best. Asking back creates clarity. I think it shows presence. Carla said, well, I like the idea of taking control of the room a little bit. Well, better you than me, quipped Nathan. She went on, because when I'm silent too long, I start doubting myself. And if I start doubting myself, I can feel like I am falling off the edge of the world. Lester said, I have never for one moment seen that part of you. She gave a little laugh, saying, well, thanks. It's because I've learned to fake it. No, when I start doubting myself, I imagine that at the moment before I started doubting myself, I was standing on a map that was fully defined, full color, bold lines, solid footing, and when I feel the map starting to fade, 
I've learned that no one but me knows the map's even there. If I can act the way I was acting just one minute before, it'll all be fine. I just have to not panic, trust that I'm not going to start tumbling through space like some cartoon astronaut. Nathan very dryly said, Inspiring. Dire, but inspiring. Lester said, I learned the same lesson, but I learned it differently. I used to work with this guy who made regional presentations, and he was on the road all the time, and for the most part he liked it, except when someone from corporate showed up. And then he would flip out. He thought they were coming to find a reason to fire him. Seriously, he believed that. He'd get all worked up. He would say stuff like, I'm going to lose my job, and I'm going to lose my house. And that's when I knew I might not know how I stacked up against anybody else, but I was way ahead of that guy. <laughs> we all laughed. And he continued, no, seriously, he believed all that. It was all in his head, but it, just like Carla's map is in her head. Well, except that hers works for her, said Nathan. That guy needed medication. Lester smiled, but it was all still in his head. And so is mine. I've gotten good at feeling the pressure and just staying calm. Keep listening. Don't freak out. Don't get ahead of myself. Carla observed, But you worry about saying I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm deep, said Lester. Nathan raised his hand a little. What about me? Advice on standing tall? I asked, You said you actually stand back. Those were your words. What did that mean? Well, it means, unlike Lester's Zen Buddha master, you know, sometimes I feel a little panicked, like sharks are closing in. Oh, Nathan, said Carla in sympathy. It feels like something bad's going to happen. Well, do bad things actually happen to you, I asked. He stopped and thought, No, I suppose not. But it, but it feels like they could. I asked, could you use Carla's idea against your sharks? You mean, act as if my map's not fading? Act as if you had a stronger shark cage, I said. He looked at me blankly for a minute, and then he said, I'm going to have to take a week off work to think about that. I was serious. The antidote for Nathan's fear of standing tall was well within his capacity, just as Carla and Lester had created antidotes to their fears. After our session, I sent Nathan links to 15 past executive coaching tips that addressed this mental game in a variety of ways. I assured him that no matter where each tip started, every one of them pointed towards the look and sound of leadership. I hope you heard three different issues in this episode. On the grand scale, this episode is about one thing, right? Facing questions from an executive team. That's the name of the episode, Under Executive Questioning. But within that one big idea, there were three different issues. First, how you make meaning out of an opportunity like that. Look, it's completely natural when you're approaching an event that feels important, and that one does, right? It's natural that meaning gets attached to it. Carla imagined she might somehow let them down. That was her meaning. And Nathan felt he had to deliver new performance. That was his meaning. It's natural to attach meaning. The question is, what meaning are you making? And is it helping you or is it not helping you? Because if it's not helping you, 
changed the meaning. For example, Carla's meaning was an unwinnable situation. She thought the only way to win was to pretend that she could fly at 50,000 feet, as if 18,000 feet was somehow less than. But she changed the meaning. She embraced her 15,000 feet, new meaning, new result. Yay. The second issue in this episode was about the I don't know moment. Look, I don't know what's going to work for you. Carla used the technique of I'll follow up with you. Great. I suggested asking back. Great. Two techniques. There's lots out there. My point is be prepared. I don't know is going to happen to you, and it's going to happen to you throughout your career. And as you move higher and higher, there are going to be more and more things you don't know. It's not a moment of shame. It's a moment of branding. How you deal with the I don't know moment, that's you. So, look, whatever you do, I hope you don't flinch, and I hope you don't apologize. It's just business. Get on with it. And then the third thing in this episode was just about confidence. Carla had her map image. That gave her comfort. Lester had witnessed someone truly crazy with fear, and that gave him comfort. And Nathan, well, Nathan was still emerging, right? I mean, that's his current development issue. And of course, that struggle, that struggle to find your executive presence is at the heart of all my coaching. It's at the heart of every one of these executive coaching tips. So I sent Nathan this list of 15 coaching tips to help him think about how he was going to show up in the room. Look, if you would like that list, I would love to share it with you. That's why I made it. It's, it's not a big deal. It's just a Word doc with live links in it. Pop me an email. I'll pop the Word doc back to you. It's my pleasure. Our domain is essentialcom.com, right? It's like essential communications, essentialcom with two Ms.com. Send your email to info at, that's the easiest, but it comes to me. I answer every email that I see. Send them on. It's so great to be in conversation with you all. Really, it's a pleasure. And by the way, you may know this already. There's another way to get the list. It's online. It's on our homepage. Click that month's episode. Scroll to the bottom. Well, this month's episode, right? Scroll to the bottom, and the list is there too. So however you get it's good. And if you go into the archive, you can see all 11 years worth of coaching tips. Help yourself. It's always a pleasure. Until next time, I'm Tom Henschel. Thanks so much for listening.